You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Hello, and welcome back once again to the Area 52 podcast. Uh, I am joined by all of the crew here deep underground at the secretive recording facilities. Everybody. Yeah. Woo-woo! <laughs> hey, wait, Billy? aren't we missing someone? Well, who? Eric? Eric's been missing for so long <laughs> at this point. Like, like people have come by like, you should probably have a funeral. It was slightly Aww. misleading. I, I can see. I yeah. Saying. Yeah. I just here in spirit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll he go, might be here in the shadows. Maybe we should yeah. go to him. <laughs> Every cuz here's the, the thing, the way that this works is like we're in, we in our studio behind us there's like a glass uh thing that leads to another. Which I'd imagine is a two-way mirror for the the uh the big guys to watch us. Right. Like, keep us in line. Yeah, right? they I'm watch. sure that's what it but is. There's, Very... there's a part of me that always thinks cuz I face it that always thinks that like Eric's face is just going to pop up right in the corner. <laughs> just smiling. Like Salem's Lot style. Just breathe oh God. heavy fog onto the yeah. window. Why'd you have to say Salem's Lot yeah. style? And then draw a dick in it and then go back down. <laughs> That's what he would do. That's Be totally what he'd do. Oh. Garnier self-portrait is what it is. Biggest dick I ever saw. Yeah, Eric. We love you. I we hope. You. I hope he. I hope he's doing all right. But he seems um, like he's doing great. Yeah. Social media pictures. Yeah, it's he. He is. He's. Uh, he's happy. He's busy. So you know, it's been nice to be honest. At this point, Melissa, I believe you may have done as many episodes as Eric. Woohoo! I caught him. I pretty. I think that because we're in our seventies. This is episode oh, seventy. Oh, you seventy. Thank you. <laughs> well, this is this is seventy one. So, oh, wow. And, and oh, my gosh, it is. Woo. Yeah, this oh, is 71. Geez. Wait, no. It's no, because I 70. thought we did 69. This is 70. Weren't we making a lot of off-air 69 jokes last yeah. time? Yeah. Uh, I really <laughs> wish we would have made good on that number so 69 episode and just done something really, <laughs> really crazy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, I swear this is. It could be. I might is, be off. Yeah. 70 was the last one we did that oh, wow. we did right after Texas. Okay. And then this is 71. I can't count. I don't know math anyway. <laughs> it's hard. Are you three? I don't know math. <laughs> That's true. I just imagine you said That's that while true. you sat at on a chair bank. where like the- I do that at the bank like the... when they're like, why are you overdrawn? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know numbers and money and stuff. Exactly. Although you were kind of sitting on the chair swinging your feet. It was very yeah, right I was going to say, it looked like the little <laughs> I can yeah. touch the floor yet. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, how was everybody's week? Did anything anything exciting happen? No. <laughs> well, you went out. You were out in um, Wendover, which oh, is yeah. Wendover I, is uh, a city in Nevada, the, the border the, town, the, cl- the closest city in Nevada to Utah. Yeah, right? it's the gambling town for like where Utahns go to gamble because it's right on the border. So from Salt Lake City proper to Wendover, it's what like ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Wendover really knows short. how to place their gambling towns. Yeah, yeah. All next of Nevada to the border does. Nevada it's has so many border towns. You, you can see where like it's it, you drive up and it's like nothing, 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 nothing. Yeah. Nevada. Casino, <laughs> yep. drinking, gambling. There's there's people that are setting up because Nevada went uh, recreational. Yes. So um, mm-hmm. there's people that are buying dispensaries right on the. Uh, yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what they're mm-hmm. doing. Oh. It's like Evanston. People used to go to Evanston all the time. Evanston, Wyoming, to get mm-hmm. fireworks. Yep. 
Guy had a joke about that. Yeah, comedy fireworks. <laughs> um, but yeah, now yeah, it's uh, so you went out there, but it, not not to gamble or to you know. <laughs> I went art hunting. So tell what, what did you see out there? <laughs> There's this was a secret art project out there that's like. It's called mineralogy. Can it's, you talk about this? Yeah, it's I mean, a it's, secret. It's got a website. It's not oh. that big. <laughs> it's called mineralogy, and it's um, like the effects of salt as over time on different objects. And so I thought it was so cool because the way you find it is you just put in satellite coordinates, and then you go to the coordinates. You just follow the GPS, and then it's in an old abandoned warehouse, and there's a key box. And then you put in the secret code and get the key and unlock the room that has the art uh, inside of it. Uh, <laughs> Sounds a little creepy, yeah, right? Yeah, first step for me is you Middle find it by putting desert. in coordinates. I don't know. It's on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come to my <laughs> Wow. You're, you're going around. You're like, wait a second. All these drippings. This isn't salt. <laughs> and then I know it's like when substance. you get there, <laughs> yeah, you try to escape the murderer. Is that what the last step is? Well, it's that's like, what we were run. thinking. Because as Would soon you like as we, play a game? that's what we were waiting for was Jigsaw. Because you open the door and you walk in and the door shuts behind you. And I was like, uh oh, can we get back out? It did? Yeah. <gasps> it was unlocked. But oh I mean, my you know, that's one of those things you're like, oh, we followed satellite coordinates to a strange location yeah. in an empty warehouse. What I mean, could possibly like, go wrong? I kind of wish you would have told me this earlier. So it I could have been like, neat. maybe don't. I mean, I'm glad you did. Like, I'm glad that your experience I pictures, went I that video. way. Did you say it was free? Yeah, it's totally free. I mean. <laughs> of course it's fucking free. <laughs> like, are people like driving out like, well. We finally found this place where we're about to be murdered. <laughs> now let's pay for it. It's totally free. So pay for your own murder. And then what else did you see out there? You said you went and saw some old, they had well, some aircraft and stuff out Well, I just found out the Wendover during World War II was like a big military area where they had a lot of different um, like hangars and everything. It's all gone now. And there's just a bunch of buildings just falling apart and there's random stuff out there. But it's cool to see all the... I love decay and seeing that. <laughs> I love oh. ghost towns and like stuff like that. So it was really cool. And and the plane from that movie Con Air is just sitting out there, which is really funny. Yeah. There's just this plane for Throw no reason. Bunny. <laughs> such a such a ridiculous movie. That's great. But yeah, it was cool. It was a fun trip. Oh, right on. Okay. Did we do anything this week to speak of? Uh, we went to Third Eye Blind. That's right. That's we right. We did. Sweet wrestling show. That's and we did Ooh. do that too. Yes, uh, Invasion of the Dead. You uh, you threw down um, in an intergender match. Oh Tag wow! Match. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you, you fought had... a dude. Yes. Oh, I slapped cool. a dude. That's awesome. <laughs> to be very specific, I slapped him across the face. That's there were awesome. shenanigans and hijinks yes. throughout the whole match. Um, but you were also involved throughout the night in other matches, other moments of the show. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. It was a fun, fun show. It was so much fun. Packed out crowd. Yeah, yeah. super good. When's the next one? Awesome. So the people, the local December 9th. listeners. What's it's it? our annual season's beating. I love that name. Season's that is, beating. And it is as good as it sounds, I'm telling you. <laughs> so great. If you got the urge. Uh, where would people find information oh, for that? Oh, check it out at ucw0.com. Zero spelled out. UCW0 has all of our ticket information, future show dates, our roster, I mean, literally anything. It will answer all the questions that you need, or I will. So you can just find you on social media via our social media or whatever. Our Daniels. 
<laughs> Mother Daniels. Check it out. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks for that little plug right there. Yeah. That was a good one. It was good. Um, and yeah, like you said, we went and saw Third Eye Blind. It was actually really great because, um, you know, we kind of fell into the tickets. The Well, because of your show... They were they were at the the venue the next night. Yes, the they same were also venue. at the complex. So, um, we we saw the poster at your show, and I and so we actually managed to track down some tickets the day of, uh, and through our buddy Johnny. Shout out to Johnny! Thanks, Way to Johnny. go, Johnny! Johnny McKean, Johnny! I was so excited. That was definitely one of my bucket list bands. So Aww, I was super excited. Well, I really they- wanted to go, and they did just such a great job. I mean. I kind of think I know where you're going, and I'll, I'll say the same thing. I mean, they honestly put on the concert that you want to see. And by that, I mean there was, like, no opening band. You show up. They know what their hits are. They play them for you, and then they leave. It was, like, Sunday, and we were, like, off. Aww. We were, like, home by, like, 9.30, and we're, like, that's what I'm talking <laughs> we, about yeah, right there. We didn't leave early. and Hour we were, 20. Yeah, it was great. It was great. That's nice. It was a really yeah. fun concert. Not like, People oh sang God, along. Three opening bands. No, no one knows yeah, who right? they are. No. <laughs> yeah. All you ever want, and no offense, unless you go for the op- the opening band, because yeah. sometimes people do, and that's fair because I've wanted to see the opening band too. But um, to be fair, everybody just wants to see the headliner yeah. anyways, and they just yeah. want to hear the hits. So like. Just that's get over cool yourselves that they know that. and do that. And they're not like, <laughs> we're doing some new music, so that's all we're going to do tonight. Surprise. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. You <laughs> ah, did they do that? That's exactly yeah, what Book happened. of Souls tour, man. It was all, and I guess I should have known. Oh. It was called the Book of Souls tour, but uh, we got there, and it was like they were just they just played new songs, and it's like, are you kidding me? Like new At song least after new a song, few old ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to. We left early. One, and, and that, and that was, was it. And, and to your other point. Was it that, the encore, like the last no, one they did? out? Oh, they okay. did one like five or six songs in, and then they did like another three or four, and we were like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> it was, it was, oh. I was like, we're out. But we, Ow. but that was another show where we went for the opening band because Ghost opened for them. Oh, yeah. And Ghost well, is so Of course. Yeah. That was way cool. And that was really sad because Iron Maiden had to follow that, and Ghost killed it. Ghost crushed nah. and yeah. just came out and did like a tight, like 30, 40. Whatever Again, they did. Didn't overstay their welcome. Yeah. They know what you want to hear. Yeah. That's and it was it, it was like the hottest day ever. And that dude was in his full robes, full oh, makeup, full everything. So Never stopped it. like moving. He was it was great. That was dedication. That was fun. So um yeah, that's that was what we did this week. Um I just it feels weird to transition in from like that into our topic today because like it's oh, such a God. such a downer. Like, I almost oh. made a transition when you were making fun of me doing the kid voice, and then I'm like, oh, that's not appropriate. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, okay? We 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 have this list of things that we've kind of always um, wanted to talk about in depth, or things we wanted to kind of uh, dedicate an entire episode to, and um and we needed to get away from. You know the uh, what everything that was uh, was not happening or was happening in Vegas, and so we'll be back. Don't you worry. Right. No, I mean we will never let it go. Yeah, we're not going to. <laughs> we're not going to allow this <laughs> to uh, to ever uh, you know go unanswered on this podcast. At least we we'll always ask the questions for we'll that. Never let go, Jack. <laughs> Do you know Titanic? I I'm just I'm I'm filling time. Yeah. yeah. Well. Melissa, I think she started coughing and she had to like yeah. run out and go clear her throat. That's that happens She'll sometimes. Be back. So She'll we'll be just back. kind of stretch I'll, for a I second. I might make another terrible joke in that time. I'll try not to though. 
Have you seen, let me ask you this. Have you seen Titanic recently? Like, when was the last time you watched Titanic? Oh, okay, let me tell you the story of Titanic. Tell me the story. Okay, I watched it in the theaters with my mom. And it was just me, my mom, and my sister, and my younger brother. And I was so young. I was, like, in the fourth grade. And I remember, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was in my 20s. Okay, let's not go there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so I, I loved Titanic. I thought it was so cool, like... Just the the cinematography of the whole thing is is so awesome. And so back then, I went to a blockbuster. Ooh, <laughs> blockbuster existed, video. Yes. Oh, I've <laughs> so only I to... heard of that in Myths and <laughs> Legends. So I took I had my mom take me to a blockbuster, and I went in and I bought one of like the previously viewed, and I didn't know that meant like used. <laughs> what do you think it meant? I don't know. People had seen the movie. <laughs> Like, oh, like they've like already seen general. it. Yeah. Oh, people have seen Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, oh, this isn't new. Yeah, it's, it's this a is new the release. Same movie that people yeah. saw in the theaters. Yeah. Are you serious? That's what you thought it meant that it just been a movie that adorable. people had watched. Going forward, <laughs> uh, so I bought it, and it was like the VHS double pack because it's like a four-hour yeah. movie. So you had to so like stop like, it halfway through. Yeah, and they were like, "You can't. You're not old enough to buy this." And I was like, my mom's out there in the car. And they could, like, see her waiting through the window. And that was just like... Hi, honey. It's okay. (laughs) That was life back then. They were just like, okay, you're good. You're good. (laughs) So so that's how I remember acquiring Titanic. And I watched it all the time when I was a kid. I love those double VHX box sets like that and, like, the Ten Commandments and all those things that required, like, some lengthy viewing hours. I really liked them. But anyways... I, I was just filling time while you were. <laughs> well, I was choking on yeah, my water. So we're off on a t- uh, Titanic <laughs> tangent. So I still haven't seen it, babe. What a tight tangent! Oh, tight tangent! She's gonna go tight tangent on me for not <laughs> seeing it before. But you never no, have I've seen never the, the movie Titanic. Yeah, we have to address this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like that's something. Are there any other like like must see necessary viewing movies you haven't seen? I feel like you've seen movies though. Oh, I have. I've seen lots. Like, so like, like, do you feel like what's what's stopping you with Titanic at this point? I don't know. I just don't watch it. <laughs> Is it like <laughs> I don't know? Nothing's really. I um, I really like the set. I watched all the effects yeah. and how they mm-hmm. did that, and I thought that was so like impressive, yeah, and cool looking. But yeah, I never watched the movie to see how it played out. I don't know. It's like we were talking about this. Like people who were like. In their 30s or 40s, and they're virgins, and so it's to like Titanic. No, well, no, no. but like, <laughs> oh, like to, to that, sex. to like yeah. the real, thing. yeah, to the real, <laughs> to vaginas, the real, the real virgin meaning. <laughs> but like, yeah, we don't. Maybe he's. Oh my god, is that why he's not here anymore? I really feel like if he's found it, like, why have? I mean, guys. <laughs> Guys. Oh, freak. This is what it's like. I'm never leaving. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> let's just take the absence as an indicator, okay? Right. And anyways, I don't know what I was saying. Anyway, okay, so like, yes. And you know how like once once you get to that point, it's like now it's weird because you're 40 and it's like, so now my first time was like, when is it going to be? Right. You know? And I feel like maybe that's what's happening with you with, with Titanic. Titanic. It's like, you're now it's weird and you're like, to... when it has to be special? Like, when do I have? Three hours, yeah. <laughs> right, but but you know what no, though? I I feel I, like I feel like there's something to that though, right? I feel like there's. Guys, 
maybe if I thought it was like a really amazing movie, I might feel that way. See, now don't get your hopes up. <laughs> but that, that's the that, first thing to learn. Right. And I was going to say. Do not pin your expectations on it being the best thing oh God, that's going to so happen funny. to you. You know what? I feel It'll like this is an episode. It'll be over really quick, I, I right? I feel like we need to do a three-hour episode where we sit down and watch Titanic oh, with no. Melissa. Only commentate. if we could do commentary, yeah. yeah and we, we, we commentary. And we will and all I have will to look have at Kate Winslet's boobs together. And it'll be virgin commentary for me because I've oh. never seen it. So that would be even more fun. We, we might have to do that. And then, well, and then, I will wait. I will wait. But here's for the you thing, guys. though. I feel like there's. I feel like I feel there's. You want it to be, be your special. first. I feel like it'll be special that way. I feel way. like there's episodes, or not episodes. I feel like there's movies where, like, they're great because of when. They came out. Right. Yeah. yeah, like a time frame. Like, there's movies that I love that I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that movie's so yeah. good. Like, Point Break is so yeah, good. Yeah, with you on Point Break. But it's good because it came out in fucking 1990. Yeah. And I love it because I've loved it since then. But, like, I listened to... Um, I listened, there's a great podcast, Cracked, uh, Cracked does a Cracked movie podcast. Oh, awesome. And every month they dedicate the month to a different director and they break mm-hmm. down and talk about his movies. And they're really good. But these guys are young. They're like, you know, in their 20s. And so for sometimes they're like, oh, I just watched, you know, whatever. I can't, let me think of an example. Uh, you know, say it was Point Break. I just watched Point Break. They did Point Break. I just watched Point Break for the first time today. And they're judging it based on that. And I'm like, well, yeah. you can't, though. Yeah, you kind of have to judge it based on, like, how fucking cool yeah. or speed. Like, speed, speed totally. is a ridiculous <laughs> fucking awesome. movie. But how good is it? And you can name yeah. how many fucking movies yeah. that yeah. you go. It's the nostalgia of them that, like, right. I think that we look back on. And But back then, a lot of the times, like, the feats that were achieved in movies hadn't been achieved exactly. yet. So yeah. it was groundbreaking to us. It was like, whoa. Oh, you know, um, we hadn't seen some of the things. And now people are, we're, yeah, I don't but, know, we're numb. Because everything's so much, an explosion. And yeah. Everything's a goddamn yeah. CGI monster. We're There's really better saturated. in a goddamn yeah. shit shaving commercial than there were in anything that <laughs> exactly. happened in the 80s or 90s. Oh, right. An animated. You know what? Though? That would have blo- broken my mind in 1980. As a horror movie fan, I love the physical effects. Still, like, oh yeah, like absolutely. the thing, like oh, the 82, yes. the thing is the amazing original. with it. All of those. The, I the just Fridays, watched the Halloween. Um, Total Recall, even the old one right. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was great for yeah. like makeup and everything. So. Because they still exist within the frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and practical effects. Uh, to be fair, if we were being honest, like everything has seemed to get better, if it could get better, you know, right. by by advancements in technology or just things that are available. Um, so you could argue that practical effects would have gotten even better well, if they, people would have still, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I think they have. And yeah. I, the way they yes. do it good now is I yes. think when they mix them, when right. they use practical mm-hmm. and CGI, it's Put like, like a face on a fake yeah. head that explodes and like it looks Walking crazy. Dead does that with a lot of the right. zombies. It's so cool. Right. But I'm I'm with you. I think that like... It's funny because you watch, you brought up the thing. You can watch the thing and that, when that guy starts freaking out in the chair and mm-hmm. his head starts stretching, mm-hmm. that still to this day looks terrifying because it's still a legitimate thing stretching and tearing yeah. and gurgling and, and vomiting blood. 
one year after Avatar or Tron or any of those movies yeah, came out. Yeah, and they're they're done. They, they look they look silly. Yeah, they look cheesy. You just go, oh, that looks so old yeah. now. Oh my god! Remember when we all thought that was so good? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and that's that's just the passage of time. That's just you know yeah. I think there's a lot of things that we look back on with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, we look back and we love the movies we loved when we were kids because we they came out at a time when we they we needed them to. Yeah. Right? And they were part of our childhood. And we watched them over and over and over again. Memorized them. <laughs> yes. Right? And that was what was so cool I think about growing up when we did in the 80s and 90s is that we were kind of in this generation before phones, before all the distractions of the internet. But it's kind of a flip side because just like um, we can all look back on nostalgia and go, how much fun was it when we didn't have those things? And we went outside and we just rode our bikes and we just went wherever we wanted to go. And we, you know, we, we there was no cares in the world. And, and I mean, I can remember in high school, you know, something that no kid today can say that we, I wasn't near a phone. Oh, yeah, we were never, out. never. We weren't, I didn't have a phone. Uh-huh. You know, now it's like. Uh, I didn't have I didn't have reception. That doesn't even work anymore because now your parents can just go. I tracked you. I can literally <laughs> your phone is a, I have a GPS of you in my pocket, and I know where you are at all yeah. times. You know. So, but back then, you know, we didn't have that, and it was a freedom, mm-hmm. and it was fun, but it was also dangerous because the eighties uh, and into the nineties was the heyday of. And I mean, I don't know that it's gotten better. I don't know that the there aren't cases like this all the time in every town you just don't hear about them because there's probably so many and so many different types of crimes and so many bigger news stories that a a missing kid in a small town in illinois doesn't make the national headlines we don't hear about it um but you know that's what that happened in the 80s and 90s there was so many kids that went missing i I, do, do you ever remember hearing stories from growing up of somebody that Got kidnapped or a kid that went missing or do you remember being scared? Being- oh, I was terrified. When I was growing up, that was like my biggest fear. <coughs> Excuse me. Biggest fear was being kidnapped. Like, because I remember in school, they always had like lectures and stranger stuff. Stranger danger. Yeah, stranger danger. McGruff stuff. houses. Remember yeah, those? Yeah, McGruff houses. Yeah. You could run to them if you were in trouble. It was just like, like well, couldn't the, the bad people just. Yeah, couldn't they just have a McGruff house and capture kids that way? <laughs> yeah, probably. I had. I had. I don't know. The kidnapping thing is kind of weird for me because I knew of it. Um, but I think I was also a very disillusioned child that didn't really understand uh, how many, first of all, how many kids are kidnapped. I, I, My parents kind of made it, not necessarily scared me, but they just made it like a rule. Like it was just, you know, the... You, you do not get in a car with a stranger. Right. You especially do not, a van, right? You do not talk to someone you don't know. You you know what I mean, or a relative, or you do not take candy. Mm-hmm. You do not, and it, like it was just more of like a that's just a no. You don't do that. And it good. was good. That's and, good parenting. And it was good. And but I don't know that it was. I was still so oblivious to what it really was. And I mean, even in, and probably took till I was in my late teens to really understand like, um why kids might be a kidnapped because as a I, child I like, just barely understood that recently and right. it's and I'm, and that's and what I'm saying like it's it's even becoming something I'm I'm really coming more around to understanding nowadays than mm-hmm. I ever did I mean because it was more like why would people take kids yeah. and I when I was a kid like I said it was more of because you are thinking from a child's mindset you don't go to the most horrible 
place that yeah often is the root of what this um uh, you know is where the kids go yes um motivation comes from but um I, it was more like oh okay, you know if someone stole a kid it's because they couldn't have a kid and they want one right. like I always I just had thought that mentality it was more too. of like that's they why wanted kids. a family or yep. something and they that's just why they want were, a yeah. kid and I didn't I, I get that from raising Arizona <laughs> right yeah it was just we can't yeah exactly so I, and that's all I ever really thought and I thought it was like maybe like a couple kids get kidnapped ever you know right. like yeah. ever in the whole ever mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was like this thing and I certainly never I don't know I didn't know how far. Where do we go with this? No, that's fine. We're just opening we, it. We're well, just no, I didn't know it. how. No, oh, we're going to go. Good, that's we're a good place. Go that's as good a place as any because there is. There was a lot of missing kids in the 80s and the 90s growing up. Ugh, there were probably scary. too many to even talk about. If we dedicated a single episode to every missing kid, we, we, we could never get it, you know, do enough episodes. And that's sad. Um, and when we want to talk about the epidemic of missing kids and like you were talking about the reasoning behind it, which as a child, you would never think about. And back in the eighties, most adults, even people in law enforcement didn't actually think about. And it took a case, a case that not only was groundbreaking in what it led to, um, both in evidence and in developments for the field of investigation into these missing kids, um, all because of a mother who would not let this go in the face of people telling her um, just to forget it. He's just a runaway. She wouldn't let it go. And that is the story of Johnny Gosh. Um, Johnny Gosh is uh, a kid that went missing. Uh, September 5th of 1982. How old was he when he went missing? 12. 12. He was out, uh, if I'm not mistaken, on his paper route. Yeah, right? working. On a Sunday morning like this. <laughs> Much like this exact morning. <laughs> I, please do, I want you to do the rest of the case like that. In that voice. He had a wagon, he did, in his little dog. He did have a wagon. Little Gretchen uh, Gosh. Gretchen Gosh, the dog. Her bot could be heard, and everyone knew my news is here. Oh, you know, and it's hard because if you guys know anything about the Johnny Gosh case. Look, here's the thing. Then, okay? I mean, it is, I have to take some of the edge off of it because. It's really. It's so it's dark. It's got me not wanting to be human anymore. It's awful. Yeah, it's, it, it, this real. week, it's been heavy Ooh. trying to oh, study this horrible. stuff because it leads you into some places and um, stuff that we're really only going to touch on in this episode because they're, they're, they're big in and of themselves. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 has not been any kind of fun to, to no, it's a pit in the stomach kind of so, topic. So. so we'll, I mean, we'll do our best to try to, I don't know, to get through this and, and not make it too heavy, but I mean, it really is, it, it really is a, 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 just an, an awful <laughs> just awful. It's like a parent's worst nightmare. I mean, it really is. Well, and it's America's worst nightmare yeah. to think that this is something. And as we'll talk about that, and clearly we've discussed this before. We've talked about this. This is in the news. Okay, this kind of stuff. And look, before we go on, I'm going to say this. There's a great documentary on Netflix called Who Took Johnny? Okay, it goes through this case 
It talks about a lot of these things. We have some other things that we're going to go through in, in depth. If you would like to actually see what the case is about, see these people, um, you know, hear their words before you, you listen to this, stop the podcast. It's on Netflix. Go watch the documentary. It's like an hour and a half long. It's not much. It's a really cool documentary. Um, it's really well done. It's called Who Took Johnny? Like I said, it's on Netflix. You can probably, uh, you know, go watch it right now and then come back to the podcast. So if you're going to do that, that, then we're going to stop. Then please stop the tape now. <laughs> and welcome back. No. Um, we told you, right? It's fucked up. It's so fucked sad. up. It's so fucked up. So we're going to assume that going on from this point, you either have watched this, you've either looked into it, and we're not going to spoil anything for you because there are spoilers in this thing. This is a, This is one of those cases where you're like, fucking what? Yeah. So... If you were going to assume that you either have have watched those and you know about them or you don't care and you want to get them here because we're going to move forward. Okay? So, like we said, the incident took place on September 5th of 1982. Johnny was out um, on his paper route with his dog, like we said, Gretchen, and um, was, you know, doing what he normally does. Um and it wasn't it that he hooked up uh, a neighbor. There was an, an older neighbor who had witnessed kind of this incident. That There was a, a group of boys, Johnny included, talking to a man in a car, right? Mm-hmm. There was a witness. Okay. Um, so, I guess, and then, like, Johnny interacted with the older man, said something along the lines of, I don't, this guy's kind of weird or whatever, and Johnny made his way up the street, and according to the witness... Was it the car or a man followed him on foot? Either way, he, he, was, he was grabbed uh, right around the corner there, put into a car. And that was it. Abducted like many kids are, just mm-hmm. grabbed and taken. Yeah, he talked to the, I think the, he talked to the car, and then the car drove off, but then the car came back, and then it got him that time. Yeah, I think there was around. like, they said something about asking for directions. Yeah, like, the like car he was, was like lost. pretending to ask for directions, yeah, but... Came back around and then followed him down the... There's like a, a diagram of how it kind of took place. But then I guess the witness said that one of the... Like a, a guy came out from like between two of the houses, kind of like in some tree areas and followed him. And then he was one of the ones that grabbed him. And then someone in the car grabbed his ankles and put him in. And then the other guy grabbed his kind of his underarms and put him in the car. Jesus. And it was um when Johnny didn't come home, I guess, that his parents... Well, it was People because... People were calling because they didn't get their newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Okay. People were wondering where their newspaper was. And so then his dad found the wagon with the newspapers and the dog, yeah. but no Johnny. So the uh, the Goshes report this to the local police who approach this with the sensitivity and urgency of a cat in a tree. Oh my God, I know. The cops were terrible, and she said it took them 45 minutes to get there, and the cop station was, like, not even 10 blocks away from their house. Yeah. Right. They get there, basically, you know, was he, you know, they, they would, you know, do you have any reason to run away? Kids like this probably run away. Despite the fact that there are witnesses, witnesses mm-hmm. who have given a, a composite sketch and to police. And identify, like, describe the car. Describe the car, describe the man. Um you know, the wagon's left, the dog yeah. is left, which was a, something that um, 
someone pointed out that why would he why would he run away if he mm-hmm. just leave his dog? Um, and I mean, they just they didn't bother. They didn't bother really. They just thought it was a runaway. They, yeah, they just didn't follow up any leads. They didn't. Uh, um, they didn't kind of look into it. There wasn't any urgency to them trying to search when they were out searching. The cops were off doing other things and just treated the the goshes like they were. I don't know. Like they just, were crying wolf, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, just like, like they, they just didn't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. I it, think they said that the cop, the first thing he asked them was, "Has your son ever run away before?" Yeah, like they just they already were, decided he'd yeah. run away. And they were both super put off by that. And I mean, I don't, I understand, but, and I guess this is like, like we were talking about the the naivety of the of the police and even of the times back then that that people weren't thinking of these things, and so they there might not have been a sense of urgency because there wasn't awareness of an, a sense of urgency. Right. You know. Yeah. What 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 could possibly be happening to him? Right. Um but it, I mean and it actually took a whole entire other incident uh for people to kind of think all right, maybe there was something to what these people are saying. Um because almost 2 years after Johnny went missing, another boy, Eugene Martin, who was also a paper boy, went mm-hmm. missing after being seen also talking to a man in a car along his route just like Johnny might be a reoccurring problem there. Yeah. Now, I mean, it was, you know, it was kind of like Noreen at this point, you know, she had never let the case die. She was this woman who had just had the tenacity of, of, I don't know, a thousand people. She, she, she bothered the police, even when they were going to drop the case, she kept going, she kept going, she kept saying, why, you know, why aren't you out there looking? When this other boy went missing, she because of the all of the work that she did on behalf of these abducted or missing kids, um, she was not only uh, the one to get changes in um, law enforcement. Like they were saying, back in the 80s, police had to wait 72, 72 hours, hours yes. to take a missing person. Mm-hmm. And the, we know now, like 48 we, hours We literally have key. a show called The First yeah, 48. Exactly. Where if you don't solve it, chances are. I mean, they were literally going, well... Look, we'll give it three days where your kid could be in fucking Europe by then. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, I mean, she got that changed. And Johnny um, and Eugene, Johnny, however, I think was the first, but uh, Johnny and Eugene were the first two kids, I think, featured on the side of milk cartons. That was one of the first mm-hmm. things that, uh, that was because of, of Noreen's dedication, I believe. Because back in the day, they didn't have that on there. And then they started putting missing kids on milk cartons. And... uh so that it would be sitting on your breakfast table every yeah, morning. Yeah, you, you could keep actually missing see children their in your, picture in your mind. Um, and so you know, Noreen kind of had the it was going off faith for the most part. Um, just the belief that a mother has that her child is still alive. Um, but in 1985, a dollar bill shows up with a note written on it that says, "I'm alive, Johnny Gosh." Yeah, like he wrote that on a dollar bill. I just, there were a couple things about either the case or just things, the information I couldn't find, or maybe it wasn't covered in the documentary, the information that we had, but things like, could they verify the the dollar bill? Was, um, was Noreen, like, fairly certain that that matched his handwriting? I mean, why did she feel... You know, and I don't, uh, but people are cruel. Yeah. And I really I think that, like, it, it would not be hard for me to write, I'm alive still to this day, 
Johnny Gosh on a dollar bill and put it out into circulation. Write anybody's name, any of the people. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and literally anyone can do it. And I, I don't know. It's, I think it's pretty cool if it is Johnny, but how do we, she just didn't say anything about that. She just said, look, we got a dollar bill. And she didn't say like, I was fairly certain this was his handwriting. Like, you know, they didn't, they didn't trace like where it came from or like ask the guy like, well, who gave you this dollar bill? Like who, Right. Did you see him in here? Was he near this place? Like, was it just in a cash drawer and just in circulation? Right. I, yeah, it's it's hard to say. Well, I mean, um, like, um, did he come in and like buy something and then and then write the you know what I mean? Write like, the note and, and then pay for it. I mean, it's really interesting. But well, and and this these these type of things kept Noreen going. Um, she she did not believe that her son had been like the victim of a serial killer. She didn't believe he had been murdered. She believed that that him and Eugene, plus a third boy that had also went missing in her area. Mm-hmm, another local boy. All kind of fit the same age, all kind of fit the same description, all kind of the same thing. All were victims of human trafficking, which, again, we we hear that term all the time now. But as they point out, in the 80s, that wasn't a term that anybody, nobody said human trafficking. Yeah. You know, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. I mean, literally, as somebody who grew up in the 80s, trying to wrap my head around the idea of what this is now, back then, you would have you gone, that's crazy. That's National Enquirer stuff. Yeah, yeah. like you would have just totally thought it was just made up or something. But and, 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 I didn't really know about that kind ooh. of stuff. I, I know this sounds like really um, silly and maybe kind of naive, but like that movie Taken with Liam Neeson mm-hmm. was kind of like my... Like aha moment, like oh, I That's I right. see they they still the humans. <laughs> That's you know like right. I I didn't really I didn't understand that it was like an organized business so to speak. Yeah, I guess is what I'm yeah. saying that it, it it is like organized crime, and I didn't really realize that it was so. Um, I don't know. I don't want to compliment it in any way, but you know what I mean. It's it's. It's international. It's well I mean, done. Like it's it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it is everywhere. It is a big. It business. is. It you is know? disgusting. Even I down. And I I uh, wish I didn't know about and, it. And the roots of this. The roots of this story branch branch out. Oh, branch out into all kinds of horrible areas. Into even into and Washington D.C. Yeah, straight to D.C. Straight to D.C. Straight to D.C. But it's true though. I mean, like, of course, the people who are going to be paying for like. Other people, especially children, they're going to have to be making a lot of money. They're going right. to have to be the in kind positions of, money of power that you can buy people, people and not worry. Yeah, exactly. Like, so right. of course it's going to be hitting all kinds of shady individuals in and, really high places. And again, let's 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 stop for a minute and and just go. Okay, again, in in 1987 or whenever this was, let's take 30 years ago. This was unheard of. Oh, totally it's unheard 2017, of. 2017, and every day there's some. New celebrity coming out being accused being of or admitting harassing. to yeah or agreeing that it happened sexual ah. abuse. But and I mean to be <gasps> to be also one hundred percent honest, it's still kind of a new concept. Yeah, to come yeah. forward with your sexual abuse it, like this, this is like literally breaking right yeah. right now. And I I mean honestly like breaking like to the point where I mean 
These are old ass crimes. Right. Because I don't feel, I mean, that's literally how long people have felt like they could not say yeah. anything. Yeah. Well, a lot of these crimes that are coming out now were committed back in, 20 in like years the old. 80s. That's what I'm saying. These are old ass crimes. Like, this is, well, they're, they're kind of past like the statute of limitations, some of them, but. Corey um, Feldman talked. Well, and we, we kind of. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about we we were gonna go see Corey Feldman. Yeah, by we the way. all three we're of all us very disappointed. And then he canceled due to security reasons. Is I don't what know he what said. does that mean. That means he canceled. It means he was like, <laughs> guys, I can't go to Utah. <laughs> he doesn't want to come Man. see us. We just, want to see you, Corey. Just find another. He rescheduled though. But he did, and we'll 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 go see his show. But the thing here's the thing, right? I we I, I we were I was doing a little. Um, a little bit of research into what he was talking about. And there was like this thing he was talking about called Alfie's Soda Pop Club, which oh was a place God. in in L.A. where like all of the, it was a nightclub. but for, super young Hollywood. Yeah, like for like crazy 12 young. to 16-year-old kids. And he There see, were like some clubs that were like 15 and under, like you had to be 15 yeah. and under, some that were oh, like that is 18 so and under. Like, right, they were, but they specifically, you had to be kids. And it was mm-hmm. like um, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Alfonso Ribeiro, Alyssa Milan. Like if you were anybody, I'm not saying these people were all molested or, or raped, by the way. Yeah, but they I'm were just they the were really all invited popular there, And they said that the it day. was basically run by people powerful members of Hollywood who had the ability to have a nightclub where kids could go in and go up to a bar and get drunk and nobody bothered. And these kids could go and do this stuff. And, and I'm guessing some of these kids probably, well, they know that the leader, um, I'm going to Alfie, uh, was a creep who molested kids and Mm -hmm. took pictures and kids. And, and he was, uh, but that's the thing is that like this, that was something that just went they had advertisements for it. Mm-hmm. Come on out to Alfie's Soda Pop Club, the oh coolest place on. Gross. You know, it's the same thing that happened as we're going to talk about with Boys Town. You got priests going, Oh, I Here can't even Boys deal Town. with the Boys Town part. Here at Boys Town, we just have the. And, and you look at oh, it and you go, Oh, Boys Town. I mean, when you, when all of these like innocent, you know, oh, it's just for fun, they're all financed by somebody. They're all paid and for. And they're it by all like somebody. set up to attract kids. Same That's thing with so Nickelodeon. Creepy. That whole thing breaking is like Ooh. when you really look at that, you go, "This is an entire network that has um, almost a limitless supply to young children and parents who are willing to do just about anything and and not do just right. about anything for so for their kids to make it." And a lot of the time, I just think that that's like. I don't know. I get such like the the heebie-jeebies from it. Like really bad things can happen pretty Mm -hmm. easily. And I think that they really dress those young girls in suggestive clothing. Oh yeah, they do. Are twelve-year-olds watching this, or who are you really making this for right now? Like, what are these suggestive shots that you're doing? Like Dan Schneider is a a, that whole thing. The Dan Schneider thing is yeah, and that that whole thing is like terrifying. Apparently, that's been out. I mean, Anonymous did a video like in 2011 or 2012 calling out Dan Schneider. I mean, like, this thing has been around Corey for... Corey Feldman's been saying this yeah, right. forever. for years. He filed Corey a police Haim. report with, is it Santa Monica or yeah, Santa Barbara? Finally. I One think of, they dropped his case. Well, this was 30 years ago. Yeah, oh, yeah it was Santa Barbara. Right, right, right. He, he filed it, but he was saying that because he went and told the police everything that was happening to him, but because at the time... The issue was with Michael Jackson, and they were really yeah, they trying questioned to him about zero Michael in Jackson. on him. And they only wanted to hear information about people who had anything to do with Michael Jackson. So given him, he says, if you want names, because people really want the names. And, you know, that would it would help, Corey. But 
Um, I understand why you want to really do this right. Um, but he said, if you want the names, they're with the police department. They're all in that report mm-hmm. if you want them. So, I mean, I don't know. It's That movie, the documentary and Open Secret is really skin crawling. I don't know and if I can watch it. And I, it. That's the thing is that I don't know. Nickelodeon it, and you, all the Gordon oh, We're to a point God. now where like, you look back. And somebody asked me this online this week about in regards to Louis C.K. You know, they go, well, so is now everything like, is it all ruined? Like, you know, like Kevin Spacey's career that somebody yeah. is basically over. Yeah. Right. His career is over. They canceled. Um, they canceled his shows at Netflix. They're He's done. getting replaced in the movie he was working on. Yeah. They literally hired another actor to go reshoot all yep. of his scenes. Wow. Just to get rid of him. Just to get rid of him. He's he's going to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis C.K. this week, you know, the same type of thing. He comes out and he says, you know, uh, the, all these women come out. He writes the next day. It's true. I did it. Ugh. You know, he kind of, you know, he, he says what he says in his statement. You know, Cosby. Cosby's never acknowledged it. Oh, my God. Right? So you now you look at all of these crimes. You look at all of these people and you go, okay, well, but Kevin Spacey was fucking great in Usual Suspects. Yep. Seven. Cosby made me laugh and Louis mm-hmm. made me laugh. Like, does this, does this poison it? Does it poison, like, like you said. Maybe you understand, like, where some of it comes from, though. Like, when Kevin Spacey's a really great creep. Yeah. Now you know why. Well, and Cosby, and that's the thing, too, is that, like. That's that's life imitating art or art imitating life. Either way you want to look at it. I don't know. I mean. Cosby used to do jokes about, about giving women Spanish Spanish Exactly. There's there's a whole joke. I, I, I think I even have it on one of his albums where he's like. He talks about you give the girls a Spanish fly and they go how they're all over oh you. God. I mean, he he would do bits about that. You know, he talked about regularly, not just once. There was, there was one ah. clip in like what was what was the show where he he they have this the clip of him and he's talking about his special barbecue sauce and he and he goes oh like give it to God. him and it puts the teenagers to sleep or like it makes them. Oh, he's makes him horny. The, it's on. Yeah. It's on the Cosby Show. Yeah, and he goes and he's grilling and then like the kid, he 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 he. Yeah, he is. He's talking about his special barbecue sauce <laughs> oh and he goes, "Get a little something, make everybody feel no. good." And then you look around and all the couples are like canoodling up with oh, each other. No. And then the kids go to eat it and he's like, "No." Yeah. So what the fuck is in it? Right. How hard is it to not be a creep? Holy like seriously, but why are so thing, many right? people like this? You look at that and you go, "Okay, now." This is easy to believe. Now we can wrap our minds around this. But still, we haven't. When you when people start talking about the infamous Hollywood pedophile sex ring or the priests that were broke and and they just said, "Well, we'll just move them to another parish." Oh my god! Everything, the the coaches, all of it, all of this that's been and 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 you go, okay, look now we can understand this. But back then, it took something drastic. It took a man named Paul Bonacci to come forward mm-hmm. and basically this man, I again, if you just watch the documentary, Ugh. you know. He's a oh, victim. His too. eyes are so broken. Oh he, my god. I mean, I'm sure he got wrapped up in it when he was super young and just that's all he knew that, how to do. I will say at the time, you know. After we get into uh, Paul Bonacci for just a minute, I <laughs> that's another thing I don't know much about the backstory of. Like Paul never um, he never really tells you, uh, and and At do least not in that do not get me wrong. I yeah, not I do not dis. I'm not discrediting Paul in any way. No, I hundred percent believe you, Paul. Like, let forever, me just make that God. very clear. Um, the, um, what I'm trying to say is, um, because you know he he comes forward and and you kind of just wonder, well, 
how did you like what how did they did they were you kidnapped or like how did you get involved in this ring of of this it just gets so creepy i mean that america's most wanted guy who talks about how there's two types of kids there's ones that are really like runaways have tragic families and they find them like on the streets and then there's other ones that they just kidnap just straight up oh yeah I didn't know about Paul. And so that's my thing because because he's because he has the ability to come forward is what I'm saying is he's essentially free of these captors or this. Well, he came you know, forward how did, how did when he, he was free? in prison. Like, so I think that was the only way he, so he felt was arrested. Safe. Yeah. So because like he came he was forward in prison. He was a convicted. Well, because he was a, he was a in, a in addition to being this like ultimate witness that kind of broke this. He was. And a victim of child abuse himself. Mm-hmm. He was also a convicted child molester and a drug addict. And that's what I'm saying. So when did it happen? What? What? what they never not clarify like, it. I'm just saying, like, I don't really understand yeah. his timeline. But um, I know he he seemed like when he t- helped abduct Johnny, he was around the same age, if not a Yeah, he was older. young. And so that's what I'm saying. So I think how did he's he been involved? in it for a very long time. Right. I would think he at that said, point. He said since he was six, he had been abused. Oh, my God. So, so I don't know how if, they, if it was family. like a family. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If it's family, because he was able to, I don't know why he got arrested. God, that's gross. Like, I don't know who reported that's that he so was, gross that he was abusing children. You know what I'm saying? puts him in. Ugh. All of it's so nasty. I don't know. Um, I'm. I was. Well, I guess uh, we'll have to come back to that because oh, yeah. that is interesting. We, I just, we need to uh, explain though why Paul came into being such an important part of the story. Yeah, let's yeah. Explain and, who and Paul the only is. reason I was hung up on that little detail of how I guess I'm saying how he was able to come forward or how he was able to kind of be free is I, it'd be important to the other children who had been taken, right? You know, to understand their circumstances. Maybe as see. Well. I'll, I'll lay this out. Maybe see if you can find um, maybe just a little pre. Uh, backstory on on Paul, but uh, who Paul was was like we said he was um, a victim of child abuse, very broken, broken individual. Oh, when you so see sad. him, you can tell this man has has seen and and been through a lot. Um, like we mentioned, he was a convicted child molester, but as the story unfolds, it probably was because of. What was done to him? Oh yeah, I'm certain, and I'm sure what he had to do too. Because he oh, talks yeah. about that. I, um, d- I totally feel because he's a part of like but... the sex ring, this like creepy yeah. pedophile yeah. sex ring. And he was also um, mentally. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, multiple, multiple personalities, personality which can be caused and probably was in his case from abuse. Right. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because it seemed like, and without even them saying, I'm like, absolutely, that yeah. would happen. As a they lot talked of... to him over time, it kind of those seemed to fade away. Yeah. Um, that's just like your brain protecting itself. Exactly. I mean, that's a psychology that's why, thing. You can. That's why they happen. But Ugh. when Paul came forward, he initially said his original statement was that he was the man in the car that grabbed Johnny and held him down and then put chloroform. Chloroform. I, what I'm assuming he said something over his mm-hmm. face, and I assume that that's like I said, chloroform. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, I assume that's that's what that is. And and um, he knocked him out, and that's how they got this twelve-year-old kid to stop fighting. And the next thing he knows, he wakes up. He's a hundred miles away. Yeah. Right. You're in some place, Omaha, maybe. Right. You don't. You know. You're not used to having a uh, uh, a phone on you all the time. You don't know how to just get in touch with your parents. And, and that's and you're probably watched twenty four hours. Right. And then you stay drugged. You stay this. You stay that. So that's that was his story. Now. 
Noreen, not wanting to ever let this go, not wanting to ever give up, she said, I want to go see this man. I want to go stand. I think Noreen is amazing. I just want to say that. So devoted to this. I love it. So devoted to that and so devoted to that hairstyle. <laughs> she, I dig look, it. a woman who Noreen, is that you fierce rock it. to that. <laughs> I love it's it. Like once she found it, because she showed like old pictures of herself that oh, weren't yeah. that. But it's like once she found it, she was like, this. This yeah. is my hair forever because it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, Actually, it's pretty great. Oh, I like, love it. It's I would great. watch it and I was like, mm. yeah, women would like put coolers on <laughs> their hair every day and, and, and like, tease it up that yeah. really high level. Love it. We should try that one day. Let's do Melissa. it. Melissa. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. We'll have a dress-up podcast. A Nobody will know. To their hard work that they put in. Um, yes. But Noreen wanted to meet with him. She went. She met with him. And despite as hard as it was for her to stare at a man who was responsible, as oh, he said, for, for kidnapping her son, she wanted to know what happened. Paul, from memory, drew a map of the street, said we were here. He was kidnapped here. We grabbed him here, and we drove up this street. Mm-hmm. Um, he laid out a story that said that he was involved in a child uh, pornography and prostitution ring with Johnny, uh, as well as other, other young kids. Other yeah. young kids. Um, and even went so far as to positively identify scars and markings on Johnny's body that had not been made public, as well as his tendency to uh, stutter when he was scared. Um, mm-hmm. He laid all this out for Noreen. Now, again, the police. This is still just a. It's still just this like they boggles still, my mind. Still to this point, the cops the case, are like, eh, "I don't eh, think that's anything. Eh, eh, there's no crime here. We don't believe anything. <laughs> we don't need really to talk to him. On. They never even talked to Paul. At, not the at cops this point, never talked. Not to Paul. at any point. Not not. And this is this is the the tip of the iceberg that he releases as far as mm-hmm. information goes. Um. And not only did did the did the local police not interview Paul, but the FBI fucking I yeah. never interviewed Paul. Yeah, they, they, I don't thing. like the way the FBI treated this case at all. No, they and tried to get him involved, and they're just like, nah, nah, nah. This is, and this and to that point, Melissa, I really believe that that is either you gotta you gotta say if the police are trying or not trying to solve this case, I should say. Then it just seems like either they know what the end of the line is. Yeah, they know what is. They're being paid uh, off or something. They know where this goes. Mm-hmm. They they truly do, and they are not going to dig into it because it's way bigger than them, and they don't do things about it. Um, and the FBI doesn't seem to get involved because either they're part of it in in the broadest sense of the the word, meaning that maybe some of their people, because these are high up officials who have been accused of this, mm-hmm. are part of it, and so they're just. They're they're responsible, so they're not going to help because yeah. they're doing it. And I don't, I don't know. I, I mean that, like I said, in the loosest sense. But, but also at the same time, like you have to, you have to be amazed at the fact that the cops didn't interview him as a witness or as a fucking suspect. Yeah, and their only reason that they said that they didn't was because his family placed him out in of Omaha, ta- yeah, in Omaha which is like a two-hour drive. Now, and, and that's kind of what I'm talking about with the whole not understanding the 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 timeline there. Cause, yeah. but, but also, they didn't they didn't interview the family till 10 years after yeah, Johnny had gone missing. Yeah, I thought that was missing. ridiculous, so too. Who could really take their word for 
them knowing what exactly happened on the exact day. Mm-hmm. But let's say he was there. I mean, and if he was around 12 or 14, and I'm, I'm speaking of Paul at this point, mm-hmm. um, and did help take Johnny, then how did he, were the kidnappers like, hey, thanks, you helped us this morning. Go, go be with your family this afternoon, but come back tonight because... Yeah, how does family know where he you is? You know what I mean? Like, that is, I but don't understand. But if he understand. got into this whole ring when he was, like, six years old, his family might not be the best people to talk to that's about what, his that's whereabouts. That's the only place I'm just so confused about on the details is, like, how it did his family... It blew up with me when they took Paul, when Paul started describing places that he thought he saw Johnny or places well, they'd take the kids. And that's that's what he did That was see. when I was like, my God, well, you've no, got to investigate this. Well, it wasn't even that. He also had letters. So there was oh, a, yeah, there was a local reporter who was like, uh, a reporter who was like, look, I, I'll, I'll listen to you. And he let, he interviewed Paul and he would listen to him and he would just listen to this story of this web of child sex trafficking that was taking place among high-level, important, rich, well-to-do individuals across the country. A efficient... Uh, yeah, it's trafficking. I mean, secretive. Like I said, like I don't want to give it any compliments, but like it's working very well, and that's sad to say. Right. He oh. had he had letters from, um, you know, like ki- other people, members that were in the... You know, kids that were in that, or, or you know, he had letters from members of this organization that had like referencing JG, like Johnny Gosh, mm-hmm. or referencing being in Colorado. Yeah, and things people. Like this that. guy called the Colonel because, the Colonel. and he tells this story. Uh. He tells this story about seeing Johnny, like you said, in Colorado. He had he says that Johnny had been sold to Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's what had happened, and this man was keeping him. Um, he, he was being kept by a man named the Colonel, and that he'd been branded by this man for trying to escape. And in the documentary talking about this lawyers or this reporter's like I, I, what, the, what the fuck do I do with this? Who's rich people are brand and this is this is outrageous. Like I don't want to treat this guy like he's lying to me, but this is insane. Until gets the pictures and other kids started showing up and coming forward. And and he got a picture of somebody who had the brand too. Right. Well, and that's right, but but other kids started coming forward mm-hmm. victims these boys who had been victims and said yeah i was branded i was this oh i was there God. i've i've been part of this so do they let the kids go like this is where i, I get really confused. like paul's lawyer like, by the way i'm assuming that over time right well they get too old they probably can't sell them anymore and then they and well, then they right, just and they're go, not they're not boys and they go, I, well, I don't even like talking about this but you, i i understand they how they scramble their brains them become undesirable well, in the this market but i well, mean well it's like paul like i think they scramble their brains or get them on drugs or something so they don't really care if they let them go because they don't think they're gonna if they oh, do say but anything it's so mentally fucked up anyway if they do but say anything also, no one's gonna believe them and it's know? also the exact same thing that happened to paul and the the girl um what was her name uh, was it alicia um, but there was two, there was a couple people who came forward and they, and because these judges are probably paid off mm-hmm. by the fucking people mm-hmm. and the politicians and all of this bullshit, they said, this, this is too ridiculous to believe. I, I won't re- believe this story. And they mm-hmm. were found guilty of perjury. And the woman got like, she got like three quarters of the amount of time as her abuser did. Oh my god, because, that makes me so sick. Because for or or somebody else, I can't remember like what it was. Like contempt of court. Yeah, or because something. for perjury in this, like she had to do like eight fucking years. Jesus, for being a victim and coming forward. 
for and speaking telling the her truth. story. Yeah. And they thought that what oh, this was was God. them giving giving these harsh, harsh sentences as a all right. Anybody else want to try us? Yeah. Because yeah. again, it's oh, the same God, thing we've talked gross. about with kids from Scientology, with kids from look, sure. Great. You know what? You're 18. You're right. We can't keep you here. So head on out the door. Who's going to believe you? You're a piece of shit. You've, yep. you've done nothing with your life for 12 fucking years. You're not going to have any money. Go tell somebody. Go tell somebody that the senator has been molesting you for 10 years. Go go get a lawyer. They cost <laughs> they cost $10,000 to retain. Mm-hmm. And you just and these kids just go for fuck. What do, what do I do? I guess I'll go out on the streets. And since I've probably been pumped full of drugs my whole life, I'll probably keep doing drugs. Yeah. And how do I get money to do drugs? Well, I, I know how to turn tricks. That's so sad. And I mean, you, they literally cycle. just go out onto this, right? There's very few people totally that can escape it. Paul Bonacci was one of them. Paul looked out by going to prison, I think, because I think prison helped him. Right. I mean, and he 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 tells this story, and, and, and he takes this this reporter. He tells this, this, this reporter, look, I, I know... I went to this house uh, where we were taken, where we were kept. Oh, my God. When he describes the house, like, completely, and then they go there. And then he takes them. The reporter takes them there. Uh And there it is. There's the house. And you can physically see that. And there was, like, a basement where they'd hide the kids when people would come over. And he takes them down and shows them. Out in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. And there's there's kids' initials carved in the wood. And you can see how much it affects Paul. Like, he literally just can't even... Swallow. He couldn't even oh, walk. I don't want to blame him. I don't, oh, God. gosh. I don't um, want to think about horrifying. it. The man who owned the house, uh, they said, was a prison guard who had disappeared. Oh, yeah. He ran away or something. Or been killed. Or, yeah, maybe. Or who knows? <laughs> who knows what he is? Um, totally suspect. All of that is totally suspect. And they're like, well, we don't need to look into those. Yeah. Now, this led to um, kind of like uh, the discovery of this. Okay, look, there's something to this. And it started to kind of start to unravel. And. Um, some there, you know, it kind of led to the exposure of, of a couple big scandals. Um, the, uh, the boys town Franklin credit union scandal, which involved a very prominent, um, member of, of society there named, uh, Lawrence King, Larry King. Um, and also kind of led into the finders cult scandal, which was also tied in with this kind of world of of uh human trafficking and and kids and and murder and stuff now there's there was a whole lot to these um and they were kind of like they 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 talk about them briefly in the johnny gosh documentary they talk briefly about um lawrence and they talk briefly about a documentary that was supposed to air uh, called Conspiracy of Silence was supposed to air on Discovery Channel, and they like canceled it right before it did, which talked about these scandals, talked about this sex trafficking. But I found two videos. Um, they're they're short. They're like four minutes, five minutes um, from this uh, YouTube page. Really graceful, and she does a really good job of telling you about these two scandals in just a short amount of time. And then we can move on and can and conclude with Johnny. But I wanted to play these. So here's the uh, here's kind of the Franklin cover up. Hey, Internet friends, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. If you have delicate sensibilities that cannot be offended by facts and reality, then get out. But I think as an American, all of us who live in this country need to know about our country's history. And part of history is the scandals that are covered up by those who write history, right? So today I'm going to talk about a huge cover up. And it's called 
the Franklin Credit Union scandal. I'm going to try to summarize the entire scandal in under five minutes. The Franklin cover-up begins with one man, a prominent Republican figure of the 1980s, Lawrence King, or Larry King, as he was known, and no, we're not talking about the talk show host. Larry King ran the Franklin Credit Union and a few other businesses in Franklin, Nebraska. A man who chartered private jets, hosted extravagant parties, and maintained bodyguards was simply in charge of a credit union in a little town of Nebraska, which happened to be located near Boys Town, a Catholic institution for orphaned youth. King's bright yellow sports car was frequently seen on the Boys Town campus. And later, King was linked to embezzlement. He'd stolen over $40 million from the Franklin Credit Union, and his financial records revealed a close-knit relationship with Boys Town. King's lavish lifestyle burst into flames in 1988, just before the Republican National Convention, when seven victims of King's child abuse and prostitution stepped forward. The victims claimed that King took them to various parties that he threw for the Republican elite. And at these parties, the children were abused. Rusty Nelson, the photographer for Larry King, attended these parties, documenting powerful men in compromising positions with minors as a form of blackmail for King. In a court hearing in 1999, Rusty Nelson revealed his close relationship with King. Nelson relayed that he had witnessed King phone President Reagan when other individuals couldn't resolve a specific problem. In other words, a man with abuse and child prostitution allegations had a direct line to the then president. One of King's victims who spoke out two years before there even was a Franklin scandal was Paul Bonacci. Paul relayed that at the age of eight, he began attending King's parties as a child prostitute. Paul claimed that Democratic Senator Barney Frank had abused him, and he was given midnight tours of the White House, only to be taken to a separate location shortly thereafter and abused. A judge awarded $1 million to Paul in his testimony against King, but King never paid. The other victims who spoke out against King were awarded only doubt and contempt for naming their abuser. A list of 271 victims of King's abuse was compiled, all recalling the same story, being taken to parties by King and abused by prominent figures. The New York Times revealed that both federal and state investigators were given thousands of files from abused children and their testimonies, but instead of bringing those victims justice, Douglas County and federal grand juries ordered the files to be sealed, neglected to interview witnesses, and even filed charges of perjury. Both grand juries agreed that the two victims who spoke out were abused, but deduced that the adults they testified against were innocent. Instead of getting these victims the help they so desperately needed, the state-appointed attorney only mocked the allegations. Some of the victims were thrown in jail and discredited by local media. Larry King was never called to testify. Evidence shown to the grand jury had been tampered with. Victims were targeted as a result of their testimonies. After giving his testimony, one victim was found in a hospital room dead. There was evidence that he was drugged and beaten prior to his death. In total, there were 15 suspicious deaths surrounding the Franklin cover-up. In 1993, a documentary detailing the Franklin cover-up called The Conspiracy of Silence was produced by the Discovery Channel. In the day it was set to be aired, it didn't. Rumors were that someone paid half a million dollars to revoke the television rights. But now you can find the documentary online and watch it. So why is the Franklin cover-up important to bring up now? 
I believe if we never learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. The media immediately started discrediting the witnesses. The witnesses came across in the media, in the Omaha World Herald, especially as the criminals. The last three victim witnesses were demolished by the press, particularly the Omaha World Herald. And they didn't ask me very much about Larry King or, or, or even uh, Alan Bear at all. They treated the allegations they made about the, about the people who abused me almost like a joke. Apparently, some alt-right folks were combing through Clinton campaign emails hacked by Russia and published by WikiLeaks. And notice there seems to be more references to pizza and pizzerias than they had expected. A lot of uninformed, gullible people fell for the Clinton Podesta sex ring theory. So WikiLeaks, Alex Jones, and the subreddit subgeniuses, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, grow the up. So the the Franklin cover-up scandal is one of those things that proves that if you have money and you have friends in high places, they will... You're not untouchable. Lawrence King went to jail for embezzling millions and millions of dollars from a credit union because that's somebody's money. What he didn't go to jail for, what got laughed out of court, was the idea that he abused anybody, ran a... Ran a nationwide uh, child prostitution ring for powerful men and had taken a key witness into the White House to, to, uh, on a tour. Who, who, oh, my God. Like, like he had taken, like, this man was powerful. This man, mm-hmm. and, and, and let's face it, I mean, he's powerful. He's, he's obviously doing favors for people, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's oh, not totally. like he's just powerful because he runs a fucking credit union in nebraska yeah he has bodyguards in private plane and he runs a credit union like what's going on there that's not that's not to me that's not a that's not a reason i don't know here's here's this thing on this cult effort to be brief i'll keep this introduction short and sweet because today i want to talk to you about the finders cult and i'm going to summarize the entire scandal in five minutes or less to fully understand what is taking place now we must travel back to the past to 1987, a year before the Franklin Credit Union scandal broke. An anonymous person in Tallahassee, Florida, phoned police upon seeing two men in their late 20s, both dressed in dark suits, traveling with six children, bruised and disheveled. They were living out of a van in a park. Of the six children, two showed signs of sexual abuse, and the men claimed they were en route to Mexico to what they described as a school for smart kids. Local police discovered that these men were part of a cult, a Washington, D.C.-based cult, the Finders Cult. Townspeople had seen the Finders before. Sightings of middle-aged men in dark suits were a buzz, and witnesses spoke of the Finders following the townspeople home. Taking extensive notes and pictures, the finders were even seen at local council meetings, silent but observant. The finders scoured local land deeds at the courthouse, getting a better idea of who owned what in the town they called home. When prompted on child abuse accusations, the finders described themselves as having an unorthodox approach to child raising. They practiced communal upbringing, which was virtually free of supervision. Police raided the Finder's compound, located in northeast Washington, D.C., and they observed a multitude of children's items, clothing, toys, diapers, yet no children were found on the premises. What they did find were detailed instructions for obtaining, purchasing, trading, and kidnapping children on a global stage, and a sophisticated network for moving children. 
a video room with production equipment was observed, as well as a satanic altar. Passports implicating embassies and foreign governments were uncovered, and paraphernalia pointing to the finder's interest in terrorism and explosives was documented. What they found next was even more sinister. Photo albums of robed adults and children slaughtering goats, toddlers pulling dead baby goats from the mother's womb, and a goat head presented to a child were among the photos they found. What's particularly curious is that law enforcement reported that some of the Finders cult member names were found in the FBI's counterintelligence files. The CIA took over the Finders cult case due to national security, and as a result, the charges against the two men in Tallahassee were dropped, and the children were returned from state custody. And thus, the investigation into child trafficking was blocked by none other than the CIA. Papers stopped reporting on the Finders, and... The whole scandal fell from public interest. Everyone quickly forgot about the six children, but Florida Congressman Tom Lewis didn't forget. He was quoted saying, Could our own government have something to do with this finders organization and turn their backs on these children? That's what all the evidence points to. And there's a lot of evidence. I can tell you this. We've got a lot of people scrambling, and that wouldn't be happening if there was nothing there. Only years later did the Finders cult leader speak out. His name was Marion Petty, an Air Force Master Sergeant. Marion admitted that his wife worked for the CIA and that his son flew for the CIA airline, Air America. Of course, the CIA has denied any connection to the Finders. As I said before in the Franklin cover-up video, if we do not learn from the past, we are doomed to repeat it. How many more Franklin cover-up scandals do we need before we learn? how to deal with the opposition. Their Achilles heel. So I mean these these were like they said global yeah. organizations Ew. which takes billions of dollars and many many members who are keeping this secret. And if and you think and a need which and is it, the supply most and demand. horrifying thing about it all. That's what grosses me out is that there's actually supply and demand for something like this. <sighs> so wrong. And and again you go how do, how does this how does this keep going? Well, it keeps going because just like they said, any witness that comes forward gets accused of lying, mm-hmm. they get ruined, they can't they can't afford the lawyers these mm-hmm. people can. They get dragged and in some cases they get sent to prison for telling the story and being called oh, liars. That's ridiculous. Um Larry King again goes to prison not for not for being a child molester, not for being a a child sex pimp. Yeah. Of like three hundred almost kids, but because he stole some money. Oh my god! Um, Noreen in the documentary makes a really good point. She says that uh, you know, if you're a poor pedophile, you have to go out and snatch your own kid. If you're a rich pedophile, you hire somebody to go take your kid for you. Oh my god! So scary. you don't do the crime. You just you just you know, why would you? Ugh. Um, in the mid-2000s, Noreen started to receive pictures of tied-up young boys whom she believed were Johnny, although I don't personally believe any of those pictures looked like Johnny. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, because he, he could have lost a lot of weight. or And I think one of his most outstanding features, and, and I think if you see the pictures of him or like his mouth, he has kind of a big bottom lip. And, and so if he's gagged, it kind of changes his yeah, mouth, which is kind of one of the identifying the factors same. of him. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It's like, I don't know what's better for her to think, that it is her son or that it isn't. Like, right. does she gain more closure having it be her son? Or, I mean, right. do you really want to see your son in that no. that um, situation? No so, way. 
One of the pictures that she received uh, was of three boys, um, none of which were Johnny. They had all been identified uh, as other boys that had been involved, like with a guy who was kind of looked into as a pedophile, but they had been identified. The other yeah, boy that was had from never Florida. been identified. Yeah, but the way that the cop talked about that one, he was like, yeah, well, I mean, I, when I look at that picture, that looks like that guy would be a pedophile that took it. Yeah. But none of these kids reported anything happening to him, so. Just getting tied up and some pictures taken by the creepy guy yeah, down the street. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that was just a ca- another case of, like, well, nothing to see here. <laughs> like, it, I don't know. The, the or, police work in this is bullshit. But. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, Here's the kicker. And, again, if if you haven't watched anything, if you don't know about this case, Hashtag spoiler alert. All right. So it goes on and on. And um, Paul Bonacci was, like we said, was uh, put on trial. Um, and Noreen was called to testify on behalf of him, like, uh, you know, his perjury trial, or whatever. And it was finally and only under oath when pressed, she was asked if she had ever seen her son since he'd went missing. And it was only under oath that she said that she had. I believe it was in... I think it was 97. So, um, and and like she said, she would have been in contempt of court had she said no, because she didn't answer the question. And the judge was like, you need to answer the question or you're mm-hmm. going to be in contempt of court. So she said yes, and everybody was like, what? Yeah. And so that was 97 when she saw him. So is that, what is that, 15 years after he was mm-hmm. taken? Yeah. Um, I, 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 it's crazy because like, I can't imagine not believing Noreen, but like to think of it is just absolutely crazy. The story she tells is that Johnny and another man showed up at the house, knocked on the door and, uh, you know, he says, mom, it's me. She comes in and he tells her that she can't call the police. You can't go to the police. I can't remember if he said it was because they were involved, they were corrupted, the people there knew them or something, but you couldn't well, go to the police. Well, he said that, like, he had probably been involved in something illegal, and I don't know if it's like they make these kids sell drugs like or... Like Bonacci had. Bonacci had right. to kidnap the other mm-hmm. kid. Right. So, like, now these kids have been involved in illegal activities, and so they might even be held accountable for that. So I don't yeah. think he... And I, I mean, that's he part was of the blackmail. Yeah, and, and I mean, he was kind of part of that media circus, Johnny Gosh. I mean, he kind of started this whole thing, and so I think for him to be to come forward would be—I don't know—it would be crazy. But anyways, go ahead with the story. But she tells, I guess he ends up—he ends up telling his mom that he is involved in this this nationwide prostitution ring. He talks to her and gives her a few details on how they move the kids. Um, tells her also a little bit about mind control, yeah. some of the things that they would do to him. Um, she was very heavily criticized after this testimony um, as to why she didn't say anything. Why wouldn't you say something? Why wouldn't you grab your son and say, you're never leaving this house? They'll have to kill me if they... Yeah, exactly. But she said Johnny asked her not to or he would be killed. So she didn't. Yeah, see, and I absolutely believe that. That's why she didn't say anything. Wow, that it's crazy. I don't know. I'm. I'm. 
I, I believe torn. that's why she didn't say anything, but I would have done what you would have done. Why like wouldn't she just lock the door? Right. And be like, over my dead body, they're but getting you back. with his, you know, with what's going on in his head, who, who maybe he wouldn't have stayed. Maybe yeah. he would have fought her. Yeah, who we knows? don't know. I mean, maybe he also is under a, com- a complete understanding that a lot of the people who are involved in this ring... um. And I don't know the lengths of it, but either could trickle down into, you know, the the smallest forms mm-hmm. of law enforcement or all the way up. And so, right. I mean, he could have known, like, it doesn't even matter, Mom. Like, I could sit here right now with you on this couch and you could call the police over. And at the end of the day, you know, they might ha- they might know the big guys who are in charge of this. Mm-hmm. Who a just lawyer's going to call down him. there, release yeah. them to me. They're going to yeah. take me in a thing. They're going to take me. Yeah, right. Like at the end of the day, like they'd probably just drive him right back to his worst nightmare. And she can't hide him forever. At some point, she has to take him out. So, look, there. You, you, you. Again, with any of these situations, we can always go. What what I would have (laughs) done? Do the Mark Wahlberg thing, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Remember, you ever hear about that? The airplane thing. Yeah, like like, if I was on that airplane, I would have tackled all of them. Yeah, I would have gone after all of them. I would have done drop kicks and spinning back fists. Mark, you don't even do your own stunts. I do all my own stunts. Come on. In Transformers, I even transformed. I was one of the robots. I fought a tree in the happening. They tried to get me. All right. Noreen still believes to this day that Johnny is alive. She believes he's out there living a life. And to be fair, it's not unspeakable to think of. I think he could be alive. Yeah. I totally think that. Paul Bonacci is. Paul Bonacci is a married Mm -hmm. man who has children, Mm -hmm. who has Mm -hmm. been married for over 10 years. He has a wife who he says has understood him and stood by him and helped him get through a lot of the stuff. And you know what? When you look at those videos of Paul Bonacci, when he came forward and for the first time he was talking to Noreen, to the person that you see in the end of that documentary. Oh, he looks totally different. The, the, to think that that person made it through all that, yeah. it, it really is testament to the human spirit. This guy was brave. Mm-hmm. This guy was was straight called. He, he not only had to admit to what he'd done, and said, mm-hmm. look, these are the shame I feel for all the things that I had done. All the things I have to say were done to me. Yeah. But now I have to have you call me a liar because oh of it. Oh, my God. So and he still, he still came out on top. So I think, I think that no matter what, look, when it comes to any of this, whether it's Corey Feldman, whether it's any of the women or men who have come forward saying they were sexually uh, abused or assaulted by anybody in power. Look, I mean, we're not in power. We're not in like, power. You know what I mean? Like, just at all. Right, right. But I mean, how to think of to think of this now? You know, and you go, okay, look, it, it wasn't that last week was the first time somebody knew about Kevin Spacey. Last week wasn't the first time somebody knew about Louis C.K. I heard those fucking yeah. stories about Louis C.K. years ago. Forever. I mean, I heard those <laughs> stories about Louis C.K. Fucking, I don't know, ten years ago. Yeah, they've been. I mean, I've heard of. That, you know, just like people heard the stories about Cosby. They didn't really sway your opinion of him. I I uh, never really liked him, so it wouldn't have mattered with me. You know, here's the thing about Louis. It, it didn't, uh, nothing about it was shocking to me. Um, I never met him personally. I never, I never in my business, I've never met Louis personally. I've mm-hmm. never seen him live. I've never interacted with him in any kind of <laughs> lucky personal you. fashion. That's probably a good thing. I, I, well, no, lucky you, probably. <laughs> I thought, I think Louis is a funny man, but it, at some point, and now you look at it too and you go, yeah, you know, but like, at what point in your 50 year old person career, like, are you going to stop making jokes about jacking off? Are you going to make, stop making jokes? Like, are you going to mature <laughs> or are as a human being? You're going to stop actually and now jacking you look off at in it front of go, strangers. Right, well, that's probably why not. You know, there yeah. was, I remember there was a fucking scene. Uh oh. Okay. 
in in Louis's very first um, series. Louis had a series on HBO, ten episodes called Lu- L- Lucky Louis, and I want to say Louis- Leah Remini played his. Well, it wasn't Leah Remini. It was maybe it was, Leah uh, Remini. It was somebody like that. Okay, but somebody played his wife, and there's a scene like in one of the episodes where like he's in the bed, Uh-oh. and then he jumps out of the bed, and he's naked from the waist down, and he's like ah, and then he runs out of the room, and his di- and his dick's out. Hell? Like it's on the fucking DVD, and like that's kind of what everybody said he fucking did. Like he would they'd come in the room and he'd have he his does. dick out, and like, oh my God. and in his statement he said, "I just, I, I just always assumed it was okay that if you know to take your, di- I, I can't remember how he worded it, but like he's got being a human down. He knows. <laughs> he read the manual. Well, I that's how I you act. Out. Yeah. That's how you act. Oh but, my God. But I mean, when you look back on it, I mean, that's the thing too. Is it's like. I don't know if the rumors about Kevin Spacey were around. I'm I'm certain they were, but it's they like, were from that Family Guy joke. Oh yeah, there was. There's that episode, and that was a long time ago. Stewie gets naked I and he runs Kevin through Kevin Spacey's yeah. basement. I've just escaped Stu- Kevin Spacey's basement, and he's running along naked and like. But they made a lot of jokes a little a little before their time, and then you look back on them. Yeah, same, like, same thing oh, with that's the Simpsons, why but, they did it. I mean, like like I said with the anonymous thing, there was an anonymous video calling out. The whole Nickelodeon thing. Oh, Dan's over six years ago. Right, they were people were onto this like, and six years have gone by. Six more years of of television and abuse and 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 him getting richer and richer. That's what I'm saying. Like, and more and more powerful. Nothing happened. How many people said anything? How many people said anything about Harvey Weinstein? They didn't because he made he he was the producer of some of the most powerful and popular films out there. So they couldn't. So they don't say anything. They don't want to hurt their career. Grody. Yeah, it is. It is gross. It's, uh, it's, uh, it was Pamela Alden that played his wife. That's who it was. (laughs) But there is the scene in that, in that thing where he's like, he jumps out and she totally looks like, I didn't expect to see your dick. (laughs) So, even though I'm (laughs) supposing to be your wife. Well, but yeah, it was like an outtake. Like if it oh, was like, ew. it was probably it was like after the after like in the at the end of the credits or something. Yeah, not oh, in the fucking oh, show. That was like, worse. He did it to the that audience and to her. Yeah, it's not like worse. it was in the show where oh. he was like, all right, I'm gonna get up and show my dick. It was like, <laughs> oh, hey guys, here's, I'm gonna go. Let's watch. I'm gonna keep the cameras rolling. I'm gonna show Pamela my dick. Ew. Like, that's how it was. Super yucky, right? I was like, thanks, you're such a sweetheart. gross. (laughs) I don't know. Look, we can talk about about this because here's the thing. This isn't a legend. Louis came out the day after the New York Times story broke and said, I read this. This is true. I did this. I, (sighs) I did this to these poor girls. I apologize to them by name. And he named them. And he said, and even to the ones who didn't want to say their name, I apologize to you. Like, he said it. Kevin Spacey said, I apologize if I ever was drunk and made anyone feel in a, oh, and then heavens. and then and then twelve more guys come out and now now it's now it's huge. Dan Schneider hasn't made a statement. Harvey Weinstein disappeared. Yeah. So maybe in rehab for sex you know, addiction. You know, Corey Feldman's been clown. Here's the thing, no matter what side you are on this, it's 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 disgusting it's it's disgusting you're either in a business where you have to keep a secret or else you're going to not be able to work or you have to deal with these creeps so that you can work or or you have people who are taking advantage of kids who are who are either kidnapped they are 
um, you know, these boys town kids who have nowhere else to go, people who come to religious leaders. The point is, is that these, it's just, it's just, when it's not conspiracy theories for us to lay out the idea that there is a nationwide ring of wealthy pedophiles abducting children. That's not, that, yeah, that sounds, that's real. That sounds I mean, like, like a terrifying totally. how many, And how many different avenues have we heard this same broad rumor come from? And I mean, like, how many times is it going to take before people believe it? Yeah. You know, or there's something done about it. But I mean, how, how can we get anybody to do anything about it? Because I feel like the people who would need to do something about it are probably involved. Yep. Yeah, most and, likely. Well, if, 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 a, if a convicted, oh, uh, if a man who is accused of sex offense, uh, sex, uh, being a sex offender, being a, a abuser of children, has access to the president, has access to the White House. Yeah. Then you're not. You don't. You don't That's win. Horrifying. And there and, are people at the top, and you don't win. And why, if if you're like not wanting this to be on your reputation or distance yourself or whatever, like why wouldn't wasn't it Reagan, right? Who mm-hmm. was? Why wouldn't like Reagan come out and just be like, I don't, I don't. That's gross. We don't want anything to do with that. And then do something about it. But if you don't like act proactively, you just like pretend like, oh, if I don't look at it, I won't see it. Political buddies who are in the in it, these party. I mean, I. I'm, That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. huge. It's, it is huge. Yeah. If even the president can't go, no, I want to distance myself from all of that stuff. And I and furthermore, I'm going to do something about it. It's the president right there. Well, so if he doesn't even feel like he can can or maybe I don't want to say he's involved or, but if he has knowledge. Well, and he's not doing anything, and it's bigger than the president. That's crazy. Well, now and now our president grabs him by the pussy, and, <laughs> well, and, and allegedly say. is being controlled by the Russians because oh there's a dossier, God. a video of Russian of him making Russian prostitutes piss on a bed that Obama slept in. That's th- this is where we what live. What happens? They had to, the they had to pay <laughs> prostitutes to do that. What happens to people that make some of this awful? How I don't, is this happening? I don't know. I don't it is a it. weird world that we live in. People to, are fucking weird, to, man. To, to imagine to say the stuff that is regular and 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 happening every day to ourselves in 1984 to the world in 1984, you would have gone, "This is crazy." Oh yeah, there's no chance. So now we have to approach this with the idea that these things exist, with the idea that this this is something we legitimately have to work, look into for the sake of of these kids, these victims, and for the sake of bringing all of these people to justice. This is not something you should not be able to live in any place, any country. Mm-hmm. Should not set up a system where you can get rich enough to beat it. Oh, yeah, I agree. Well, we got to take out one family then. We're, well, up, we're literally up against the Rothschild. Well, but in this point, country, so. in this country, if you have your own money, if you're OJ, if you're this guy, if you're that what guy, about sure. the Waltons? That's fair. Right. The Waltons, the Waltons, who, know, who the fuck knows fair. what they're they up to? If you have billions of dollars, look, you can, you can buy your way out of stuff. Oh, jeez. Okay? You can, buy, you can buy your own escape route. I mean, do you guys think that this is like a problem that, who's to say where it started? I'm guessing it started just with the invention of humans. But I mean, like. Do you think it is something that started in the prominent circles and then either just through awareness trickled its way down? I mean, because like they were saying, it's like like one to one and a half percent of the population is a pedophile and they fall into every category. They're going to be everywhere that people are. Um, well, I, mean, I would like, think uh, not that I know what triggers pedophiles, but it usually is some kind of power complex. 
Okay. So they usually are in positions of power because that's why they want to have control of okay. their children like that. Well, and I assume that when you start getting to the levels of rich like that and, and you can just go, you know. I, but pro- I, and I, the only, the, to add to my point, what I was going to say is that because when this happened, so like in 1982, like Noreen and, and everybody else and, and like us, to be fair, you know, we didn't really know about this. We didn't know about human trafficking. It was like. Even law enforcement, their hesitant nature towards being involved because they couldn't fathom that this was what was really happening. You know, they're like, no way. You know, this case is not that. It's yeah. not that. Yeah. And so I'm saying, like, I I don't know. It seemed like something that not a lot of commoners knew about, I guess. Well, or oh, definitely else, not. Right. I mean, the, you know? very elite. It definitely like, said, well, I mean. And had to be secret. That's horrifying to me. It's it's that it's that you know that world of like anything you want like that like that's what it means it's like at a point where you're like I have so much money I don't need another Lamborghini I've got five houses it's too I've got- hard for me to think about why someone can want that it's yeah. too hard it's, for me. oh yeah I can't I don't even get rationalize either. that's why that I say it's mindset. a power complex yeah. but that makes sense for the people who usually go I guess after that's about it. the only way I can I can wrap my mind around it because otherwise I can't I it it is a foreign yeah. Then it should be, and you should be glad yeah, that it is. Yeah, well, fuck, yeah, fuck yeah, but I mean, Rudy. like, it's so it's so beyond what I can even fathom. Yes, yeah, me too. Well, and I think it's 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 more than what most people can and should ever have to. Yes, fathom. hopefully, I wish all humans were ingrained with the "I'm horrified by this." And there <laughs> Everybody had some actual were, morals. Yes, <laughs> seriously. Yes, I wish they were a forced and a requirement. Empathy. Come on, to the, having a human body, you got to have a, a you got rules to follow for the body Consent, if you're going to drive one. Maybe. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I know. I don't get it either. I just, I I, I hope that it, it does seem like the threads are unraveling. It does seem like that people have been picking at this and that it, 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 it will start tumbling. I mean, there is the, the conspiracy side of this that people will say that, oh, well, of course, one gets busted. It's the Illuminati sacrifice. They had to sacrifice Kevin Spacey so no one else would get found out. <laughs> Oh my god! Look, I—that's kind of what they were saying, like with uh, Weinstein and with like Hillary and Bill Clinton. That they, that were they the... yeah, that they that they essentially sacrifice people, and not that they are aware that they're being kicked out, but it's more that they kind of use the whole defamation of character and either say that they financially were involved in something that they shouldn't have, so that they're right. kind of just discredited all around as a as a person. But but right. that's how they kind of that's how the Illuminati kicks you off the island. Yeah, they. <laughs> They just, yeah. You, you don't even realize it. Well, these motherfuckers. Yeah, but oh, I don't. Man. I don't think they do know. Like, I think they just go, "Oh, a rumor started." And they go, "How'd that happen?" Yeah. Who started that? It wasn't Britney from the Illuminati? Britney. <laughs> God, Britney's always talking shit. <laughs> um. All right. Well, look. It, this isn't been. This isn't a fun topic this to is research. Sad. This isn't. Get the but hell it, it's Let's get the hell out of here. It's important. Seriously. You know why? Because because people need to think about these things. They need to, like like we've talked about today. You need to think about like there 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 might be a reason behind why kids are getting taken or why these organizations are being secretive and protected and why these rumors don't come out for years and why these you know it, it's it, it it's it's something that we no none of us should want to think about, but it's something we should all know about. Because it's it's these people need to be exposed. These these this needs to stop. And if these if these people are protected and it's even as high up as it goes, I mean, we we need to do something about that. But 
again, the question is, what do we do? How do and we do And where do we go? Like, yeah, exactly. Who do we talk to? Who's safe? That's that's why we create superheroes, you know, <laughs> so that they can go out and and they avenge the 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 downtrodden because there isn't anybody in this world to do that. Um, there's mothers like Noreen who never give up. There's Yay, victims Noreen, like I love you, Noreen. there's victims like Paul who stand up in the face of of embarrassment and being called liars. Um, there's so brave. investigators, there's journalists, there's people who don't let these stories die. And for all those people, thank you. Um, thank you for, for doing the uncomfortable so that hopefully this can be solved. This can be brought to light and these people can be exposed. I don't know. Just gross. Uh, anything to close? Anything in closing, either of you? I'm just going to go yeah. home and take a bath in bleach. Yeah, I feel like I need to go home so and like dirty. watch something funny. Yeah, like I need to. Kitten I need, videos. Yeah, I'm gonna watch I kitten can't. videos I need, forever. Like, it's sad. Everything's so. tainted. I was just gonna say, let's go watch a Disney movie. And I'm like, fuck Disney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're dark too. Oh, they're probably involved. Kitten I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't. Puppies. Oh. I don't know what, yeah, let's I don't go know. see Lola. Yeah, we'll right. always we'll make go me see happy. Pups and our kids. Animals are good. Um. So yeah. Uh. Thank you so much. Um. Once again, please feel free to. Go over to uh, iTunes or on your iTunes podcast app. Um, go to the website, wherever you go, and just uh, make sure you rate us, review the uh, the podcast, and and uh, leave us a little note. Let us know what you think. If you ever want to hear us talk about something, hit us up on social media. Let us know about your ideas. Interact with us about what you think about tonight's case. What do you think about the Johnny Gosh case and all of its reaching implications? I want to hear from you guys, um, so make sure you reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, or uh Facebook, but uh, on behalf of Danny, on behalf of Melissa, our producer Sasha, who's waiting so patiently in the corner, thanks for being here, thanks for listening, and hey, we'll see you next time. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going